0: Five, four, three, two, one, zero, All engine running. off We have a liftoff. We have a liftoff. <laughs> Of Flame, the hottest podcast on the internet. All right. Did a little uh, self retro- self-referential uh, pop cultural sampling right there. That's what you call postmodernism, layered on top of postmodernism. So we had a little Morris the Cat commercial. If you're watching or listening on the podcast side of things, we had a little Morris the Cat commercial. And Morris the Cat was going to go out on the ocean for a little... I wouldn't call it a yacht. It was more like a a dinghy. But the idea that he was down at the... He's down at the dock, and his owner, who always seems to take Morris everywhere. By the way, Morris goes everywhere. Always has the picnic basket, and in the picnic basket, there's a couple of cans of nine uh, Nine Lives food, and they're promoting certain foods on certain occasions. And that was the uh, that was the seafood mix, and um, and I thought, wow, Morris is Morris is going yachting. So I found the the Herb Albert track called Rise, It's called "Rise." It's a huge hit. I think I think it went to number one. And so there is like also this postmodern referential sampling, both past and future that that's in that track. Towards the end, he Herb, Herb Albert starts playing his trumpet like um, how he played it during his time with. The uh, Tijuana, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass or the Tijuana Orchestra, right? That's, which was all completely made up. None of those guys were from Tijuana. Herb Albert is not Mexican. Herb Albert's Jewish. And his band was comprised of LA, basically LA studio musicians. They were incredibly popular and had a bunch of hits. So towards the end of that track, he's kind of playing into his past and how, how, how he, quote unquote, used to play trumpet during the, the older Herb Albert Tijuana brass. It was the brass, Tijuana brass. It was the Baja marimba orchestra, which was different. A lesser successful version of Herb Albert and uh, the Tijuana brass. And then there's, at the end, there's a wow, wow, wow. You know that wow, wow, wow. That's actually a major sample in the future that would be used by Sean Combs and uh, Biggie Smalls. So there's a lot of culture sampling going on there. And as you can see, I'm sitting at the... uh, at the of the yacht today, the yacht harbor, and we're going to go out on a little cruise for the next hour or so and talk about uh, the useful idiots and Operation Dork Speed, which is where we are right now. And uh, how do I say this? Uh, it's disturbing. It's it's disturbing on a number of levels it's disturbing and we are we're in a cultural freefall that's where we are we're in a cultural freefall it is a spiritual war make no mistake about it but it is also incredibly laughable in a, in a dark way at times and today we're going to try to laugh a little bit at uh, Clown World in uh, the inversion. And we're also hopefully going to shed some light into where things are at and where they're going. Thanks for being here. This is Robert Phoenix. Uh, welcome to 15 Minutes of Flame, if you're listening on the podcast side of things. Thanks for that. Uh, we're having a record number, a record month, I think. We, we still have three more days in the month on the podcast side and the, the stats have been really uh, amazing. I have to say been really amazing. So thank you for your support on the podcast side. We seem to be steady at 60,000, 60 60 subscribers. You may think that that's not a lot, but trust me in this world, uh, it is. And Last month was the biggest month with 2,480 downloads. We still have three days, four days left to go here, and we're at 2,409. So it looks like we'll have another uh, record month on the podcast side of things. Now, I always want to show you, I always like to look at the, the stats. I'm kind of a stat geek in some ways, I like metrics. So this is a. I've shown you this before. These are all the various players that that uh, the podcast gets streamed on. Take a look at the Apple Podcast. Look at that. We went last month from uh, where are we? Four hundred ninety last month. In May we had the the peak, which is around seven twenty two and this month we're at 1179 so it looks like we're really getting some traction over on the uh, the apple side of things so if you're listening on iTunes thanks for doing that uh, appreciate it it uh, makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside and of course we have spotify which is pretty steady right we're around i think the height with spotify was in march 315 And then we're at uh, 258. A lot of people um, used to come to the website and listen. In April, we were at 791 for the whole month at the website. And we're down to 324. But I think a lot of those have been replaced by the iTunes. Anyway, it's just a, you know, it's a thing. And it's doing, you know, doing content creation like this, it's always to a certain extent appealing to see where things are landing and if it's actually having some traction and I, and I can say just on that world, it is. So thanks for listening over on that side. Let's go into uh, the other side. We're, we're dancing between worlds here. Now let's go over to uh Chattaria and see how you guys are doing today. The website's a little screwed up. I have to say things are off. I've got to got to figure that out. All right, who do we have? Who do we have today? We've got DJMC that lead off. Then we have Ryan, president of the International Woodworkers uh, Union of the World, the IWW. Uh, let's see, TJ's here. What's going on, brother Tom? Good to see you there, Sony. Who else do we have? CC. Hey, Fran, good to see you. Fran, t- Garrett Brooks, what's going on, Garrett? Morning to you, Huckleball 411 in the house. Got that Isley Brothers song on repeat. I-, I know, right? The studio version, if you have that, Garrett, is it's superior, I think, to the Soul Train version. Though I have to tip my cap to the Soul Train version because they were actually playing their instruments. You can see in that track, with the Herb Albert track that they're not, they're not playing. They're just jamming. The the bass player looks like he should be in another band. That's another one of those instances like, dude, you're in the wrong band. Did you check him out? He's like really getting into it, man. He's all slap happy on that bass, but it looks like he should be, I don't know, a night ranger or something. It's a little early for Night Ranger. Uh, who else do we have? Catherine Kramer. What's going on, Double K? The uh, studio version of Summer Breeze, Ernie Isley just tears it up on guitar. Scorching solo. Miss Nakia is here. What's going on, Miss Nakia? Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Empath. Hello, Michael. Good to see you. Looks like Ishmael parrot Perez on base is, is that what he looks like yeah he's in the wrong band uh, herb Albert that dude amazing success story there are two rules right says there are two rules on the yacht the captain is always right rule number two see rule number one I like it the dancing was pretty cool that couple in the in the corner they're pretty sexy. They were they were pretty sexy. The couple in the corner, I have to say. Those were the days. Yes, indeed, those were the days. How does one lip sync to plane to the trumpet? I know, right? That's that's a it's a mystery. We'll never know. Never know. Uh, who else do we have? The real captain shows up in his leisure suit. Jasper must go yachting with Morris. I agree with that. I was, I was on some Morris commercials. And apparently there's a new version of Morris who's, who's kind of PC and woke. Fuck. Like they even had to fucking ruin Morris. You know, Morris had attitude. He had yachtitude. That's what Morris had. Morris had yachtitude. And now he's like some cuck. He's like some ginger cuck. God, what does the world come to? Nice yachty back, I know, right? Hey, Chad, what's going on? Good to see you. Welcome, Kelly B's here, showing up. Julie Sunshine, when's it going to be Rockabilly Remembrance Time? Robert Gordon would be great to share. We're going to yacht it out till summer, baby. Summer is yacht season. It is. I've gotten into some rockabilly stuff. I haven't played Robert Gordon, although he's he's good. He's good. That was an interesting time for music, the whole rock. I was into it. I was into the Rockabilly revival. I suppose if we were going to do Rockabilly to stay in the lane, we'd have to do the Stray Cats. Who, for whatever you think of the Stray Cats, they can fucking play. Brian Setzer is an amazing guitar player. And the vibe, the stand-up bass, right? Slim Jim Phantom, Lee Rocker. Stray Cats were the shit. Um, Bisu, she's a Morris on my mother's side. Trace all the way back to 1768. How about that, Dabisu? Yo, we might be related. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Uh, You got to laugh. Don't really get through. Sitting on the Yacht of the Bay. I like that. Yeah, we are, we are taking... We are yachting through the summer of 2022. It's just the way it is. We're yachting through it while the world is going to hell in a handbasket. We're cruising. We're cruising. We've got we've got the uh, fruit basket, and we're drinking chablis. No chardonnay on this yacht. Chablis. That's right. The fruit basket. Chablis and uh, the cool jams to get us through the absolutely torrential heat of 2022. Uh, JJ, she's on the mend. Good JJ. JJ's out there in the world. JJ's on the streets taking the pulse of the heart of America. K and S, Chris and Steve showing up this morning. Greetings Ashevilleans. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. They'll be cooking and listening. Good. I thought that too. Robert, bass player, was he was in his own fucking world. I'll bet you that bass player was like, like flying on coke. He had that flying on coke vibe, didn't he? He's like, man, I am coked out. I'm on soul train. I got to do a cool handshake with Don Cornelius. And if I'm lucky, I might get to go home with a sister today. That's where his head was at. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Let's see. Who else do we hear? We have here anybody else? anybody else? anybody else? anybody else? anybody? Equicentric. We got Yattitude, man. That's right. We got Yattitude. And, you know, for the next few weeks, this is Yattaria. We got Yattitude and Yattaria. Don't you forget it. Steve Letcher, Columbia University fencer. Sylvie Binder, NCAA woman. Is she a real woman? How do they define woman? How does the NCAA have the fucking audacity to define what a woman is? Uh, I promoted the show here and Gab. Oh, thanks. Chad, you're the man. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? Wendy says, "Always this, the clouds part when Wendy says comes in. Any any residue of oily, oozy, greasy chemtrails just dissipates when Wendy says shows up." We can have a charcuterie board on the yacht. Absolutely. Charcuterie board without a doubt. Let's get some of those fine Spanish cheeses while we're at it and some of those fine Spanish green olives. And if we're going to have any red wine on the yacht, it's rosé, okay? A good rosé, crisp chablis and we are on our way. We're cruising God, I almost feel like I should cancel the October event and just go rent a yacht and have a bunch of people go yachting for a day or two. Maybe that would be more. I'm not gonna do that. We're we're in. We're in with October. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? I'm down with the charcuterie. Totally. Yachting the yachts. Who else do we have? Anybody else? I think we come to the we've come to the end. Oh, JJ, we miss you too. JJ Rain DeBlanc, the talented, Uber talented jeweler. That's a JJ Rain de Blanc production right there. I'm wearing it proudly on my right hand. Check her out. I think she's um, on the uh, she she's on the Jewelry America tour, if I'm not mistaken. God, Rumble takes forever to upload. I'm trying to upload the interview with uh, Mark Malone from Friday over on the Rumble side of things. I started it last night and it's still transcoding. It's 73% done. Kind of amazing. Uh, okay. Herb Balbert. He got a national medal of honor in 2013 from Barack Obama. How about that? He is celebrated. You know, no matter what you think of Herb Alpert, you know, he's a cool, he's a cool dude. He could be a fucking baby eater. I don't know. But he, he, I mean, he always is the personification of cool. Look at this like how cool is that photo? You know he always had the slightly tussled he, he had the kind of worn Beatty effect on his hair. And look at the look at the umbrella. the umbrella is kind of fucked. There's uh, one of the uh, ribs of the umbrella, one of the spokes of the umbrella sticking out. Don't, don't put herb's eye out. It looks like they're going to the airport or coming from the airport, coming from the plane, going to the plane. That's Schlieppel. 1974. A man in his trumpet. Like he travels light. You have to admit, I mean, good choice of instrument. You can take it anywhere. It's not like an upright bass. I knew a guy who, uh, extremely talented cello player. Uh, Really talented. And he would have to buy an extra seat on the plane for his cello because you weren't going to store it in luggage like those things are really expensive and they can be fucked up and the tunings are you know you just don't want to mess with the wood or the air pressure there's no air pressure right inside the luggage cabin so it's going to affect like the wood on the on the cello and the strings, so he he would have to buy another seat for his cello, which probably isn't a bad thing, right? Like if you and he was a tall guy, he's, he's probably super nice guy, Hans Christian, super one of the nicest guys um, I've you know I've met. Really, I I say that I say that about a lot of people, but that's true. And he's I think Hans is my height, about six three, six four. So if he bought, so if somebody was going to like bring him to a concert, which would happen, they'd have to buy two seats. They'd have to buy one for him and one for his cello. And it was actually probably a pretty good idea. So he'd come on, he'd put the cello in the seat next to him, and he'd get the other seat so that he wanted to sit next to anybody. I don't think that's why he did it, but it's a a nice uh, benefit for bringing your cello on board herb albert didn't have that problem did he mr trumpet mr have horn will travel uh let's talk a little true hemp science before we get on with today's show which is going to be the antithesis of true hemp science sorry we have to exercise the demons all right let's do a little uh We'll screen share it here. I love uh, Chris's new website. Uh, something's wrong with my website here. I don't know. This is all new. It's like, hold on. It's like they, uh, they, whoever they. It's like um, this used to be just a sidebar, and now my website's been split in half. And I'm not sure how to change this. It wasn't like this before. I'm going to have to hire a professional because I know there's a subtle little tweak in there. Some this is why I think people are going to turn on technology. I was thinking about this upcoming Uranus, Mars, true node conjunction in Taurus. And I've been thinking about my relationship with technology lately. And quite frankly, I'm not enamored with it. It's, it's kind of, you know what it's like, it's kind of like you're in a relationship And you know that ultimately it's not really good for you. It's Like at one time it was great. It was a lot of fun. You were learning all these things about each other in more ways than one, I'm sure. Um, And it was fun, right? It's like, oh man, this is really cool. You're unique. And and, uh, wow, look at this. We're doing all this stuff together, creating together. We're meeting new people together wow me and technology my, my new my new love interest but then all of us you know as years go on you're like oh shit are you asking me to take the garbage out again I mean, that's how i feel technology has become in my life in some ways like i have this constant like inner demon now with email it's just something it's like oh, it's almost pathological it's almost like it's a pathology just about, I can't, I have a hard time with and and the reason why I have a hard time with emails because I've, I've tried to answer so many emails that I can't get through my emails. People will send me four or five, six emails all in a row. And I go, like, I feel like a shithead if I don't answer them. So I just like have made it kind of a gray zone for better or worse and more than likely worse. I'm just kind of over it. And that's why if you go get a reading on my website, it says to text me or call me or if you're on if you're in europe telegram me or signal me one of the two because i just it's it's been challenging and i know that i have to you know roll my sleeves up and deal with it but it's just it is what it is so that's only part of it but like this is another fucking part of it right here it's like you know this used to look a different way and guess what now it doesn't look the same fucking way now you got to go in and spend time and figure out where my old website went and how this happened and wh- you know why I can't have it happen again and all this shit that goes along with it. I mean, I sound like get off my long guy, but there's some truth here. And I used to be able to convert like a .mov into an M- MP4. I can't fucking do that anymore. I swear to God, it must be a timeline thing. But, you know, it, it it's like, Everything is MOV now. I can't upload shit. Trying to find a way to go online, upload it. Oh, yeah. Well, you can sign up for our service. And for $9.99 a month, you can convert your videos. And I've used VLC, and it's shit. It's a shit program. It doesn't do what I want it to do. Sorry. Oh, but you can get Adobe. Adobe will convert it. No, you can't own Adobe. And that's the other thing. You can't own anything anymore you got to have a fucking subscription for it. And I remember I I bought a computer and one of the reasons I bought it is because it had all the Adobe services on it. It's like, fuck, yeah, this is great. And one day I made a video using their video creator. I'm like, hey, I'm getting kind of, I'm figuring it out. This is what we're supposed to do with the technology. Hey, I'm figuring it out. And then I try to convert it into an MP4. I can't do it, and I and I realize that I got to go to Adobe and do this thing. And I do it, and they then they find out that I have the fucking program. Literally take my computer over until I uninstall Adobe. I swear to God. This is this is what happened. And in the old days, used to be able to own Adobe. You can't even own it anymore. So my relationship with technology is is grading. It's like. It started off great. You know, we've had great times. You know, It's it still allows me to do this and connect with you. And there's still some good things about the relationship. But then you look around, you go, wow, I mean, how is this going to end? And I don't think it ends well. Because ultimately, the thing that you had this wonderful time with and provides you with, you know, some kind of access to what we're doing right now ultimately becomes the cage. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today. So what I'm going to talk about now is nothing to do with technology. I think before I move on, I think this whole thing with Uranus and the Trudeau and Mars is a backlash against technology. It's a total backlash. All right, let's get going here. Let's, talk, let's take a journey. Let's take a journey to the calm and relaxing world of CBD and true hemp science. Look at that. That is is technology in its most perfected form. We have the rainforests. We have cascading waterfalls. We have lush green foliage. We have deep, rich oxygen and carbon dioxide co-mingling together in a symbiotic relationship that is enervating and vivifying. I'm not not even talking about the CBD. I'm just talking about the background here, the screensaver um, or the landing page. The CBD lifesaver, I got to say, had some yesterday and uh, the gummy. The gummy every night, boom, boom, out go the lights. Easy, easy peasy, wake up. Feeling great. I will tell you that I have on occasion supplemented some gold Kratom with the CBD at night and the gold Kratom at night is the best before you go to bed. You wake up in the morning, no pain, no likes. Oh, I slept wrong last night. No, that doesn't happen, but that's, that's a different endorsement. Uh, the CBD is also always a part of my nightly nocturnal journey. And, you know, I wind up staying up late sometimes. And even then, I'll take a CBD and, you know, 20 minutes later, it's like a mm, little gummy. But there's all sorts of other things you can get from True Hemp Science. And if you're listening, uh, truehemscience.com backslash ref backslash 23, you go in there. That's the uh, portal to, uh, to True Hemp Science's world from this world. And then type in 15-M-I-N-S and you'll get some goodies thrown on top of your order If you get $100, $150 more, you get free shipping. So you get to $150, you get the free shipping, you get the free goodies. And um, you are in Chris's good graces as a uh, fine customer. He probably is good graces anyway. All right, let's get into the show. Oh, my God. It's an oh, my God moment first of all these there are these people let me talk about these people so the left i was on, i was on this this woman's uh, twitter page last night her name is jojo from jers j e r z she's got a, a so the so woke twitter has from what i can tell four major players who are kind of the leaders of the pack. And you have Ron Filipkowski, who claims he used to be a Republican and posts a picture of himself on Twitter that is clearly, clearly better days, Ron Philipkowski. He looks really unhealthy. I guess he was military. Anyway, Ron Kowski, you know the drill. He's got the Ukrainian little flag. Next to his name. Then you have uh, Rex Chapman. He used to play in the NBA. Total dork. Um, was hired for a minute by CNN to try to be CNN's version of Joe Rogan. And it failed miserably for Rex because he's terrible. And it failed miserably, we know, for CNN because nobody fucking watched it. That's why. So those are two main players. Then you have Brooklyn Dad Defiant. And then JoJo from Jers or Jurors. Those are those are the your four echo chamber amplifiers. And this whole Trump January sixth maga thing has given these people so much fuel. We're not coming back together. This is this is this is the breakup of America. Right? They're not on the yacht. They are not on the yacht. So I was watching this last night. Brooklyn Dad Defiant. Someone's got like 20,000 followers. She's got a Patreon. So the left have their own version of, they've developed their own, the right, alt-right, whatever, way ahead of the curve on social media. So the left have invested deeply into people like these. So I don't even read the comments here. I and mean, I, I only watched some of it because honestly, I can't, I can't stand it. She's getting a divorce. That's not really what I'm here to talk about, by the way. I, I was just thought the page was open. Let me get into what I do want to talk about. It's Operation Dork Speed. Uh, let's see. There we go. So, what's happening with the left is that they are now drafting uh, their their dork army. And they, <clears throat> they are putting them front and center with the um, benefits of climate change and what we need to do and how we need to do it. That's, that's what they're, 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 they're calling in their contracts. It's like, you signed up for this shit. You signed up for all this fame and glory and money and maybe you got a little boost on the talent side from us every now and then along the way. Well, now you got to go out and you got to do what the fuck we tell you to do. There's an agenda here and you are going to drive and push the agenda. And Robert Downey Jr. is part of the agenda. And I'm going to show you just how much of a part of the agenda he is. He's got this, I guess this, I'm going to Davos as Colbert. Like, so Robert Downey Jr. is planting his foot in the ground and he is a uh, climate hero. And they set him up. They set him up as Iron Man. Iron Man saves the world. He becomes this sacrificial figure for the, 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 the safety of the planet. And I loved his Iron Man character. He was always uh, witty, funny, acerbic, sarcastic. And was a great character. He, I think he made a great Tony Stark until they cucked him out, which they did. And that's part of the plan too. All right, so let's, uh, let's join uh, these two sellouts as they extol the virtues of climate change and how we adapt to them. So the first thing you're going to see is this new thing that uh, he's come up with. I think it's recycled bamboo. You have to wipe your face and wipe your ass. And that's all part of it, right? It gets you into you like, and whether or not he's actually conscious, conscious of this, I don't know, but it gets you into your first chakra, it gets you into Taurus, Uranus, Uranus and Taurus, and he promotes this thing. But it doesn't stop there; it goes even further. Let's so let's go, let's go to where it goes. Here we go.
1: With your with your new venture here, what is, yes. I know with this, I got a couple of things here. I know what this yeah. is. This is one of the most precious subjects uh, substances in the world, right here. THIS IS TOILET yep. PAPER. I KNOW WHAT YOU DO WITH THIS. THIS okay, IS CALLED CLOUD PAPER. LET'S yep. BUST, this, bust it is, UNBOXING VIDEO.
2: YEAH, LET'S DO IT TOGETHER. IT IS TREE FREE. IT IS MADE FROM BAMBOO. Uh, BAMBOO ABSORBS MASSIVE AMOUNTS OF CARBON DURING ITS GROWTH. AND IT mm. GENERATES AT MINIMUM 30% LESS GREENHOUSE GASES. Mm. Um, AND I'LL TELL YOU SOMETHING. My missus, that is isn't nice. that nice? I'm this isn't my...
1: normally where I put it too. This is, <laughs> this is very pleasant.
2: I might rethink, oh yeah. It, it yeah. smells good. It's soft to the touch. This is the thing. You shouldn't have to sacrifice quality for sustainability. And they really figured it out.
1: Now uh, uh, it's incredibly comfortable. Now, what is this? This looks like- Okay,
0: so I, I look at that and go, hey, you know, Could I wipe my bum with bamboo toilet paper? Sure. Bamboo leaves might be a little bit different. But bamboo toilet paper, yeah, no problem, right? Okay, good. All right. They got you into the comfort zone. They've made you feel all comfy. Now they're going to come in. Now he's going to come in with the, uh, the heavy artillery. All right, watch what happens here.
1: I could make cocoa with this. What is right? What is that? Well,
2: uh, that's an insect-based premium protein. It's made from molitor, which is mealworm larvae. Uh, the company is called Insect. This is Infras.
0: What a fucking imaginative name! The company is called Insect. Wow. I wonder how much they spent on the branding, marketing, and visioning part of that. That is a fucking amazing name. Insect. You got to hand it to these people. It's like they have a plan. And not only do they have a plan, but it's imaginative.
2: This is for fertilizer.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: as you have there, this is a powder derived from the mealworm. And it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU Mm. for human consumption. Mm. You're not just getting me to eat dirt, are you? (laughs) no man i wouldn't play you bro we're like one we're like one entity now do you hear that
0: we're like one entity now they're they are part of the borg they have one purpose and one goal they are one entity we're like one entity now robert downey jr knows what he's talking about he's no fucking dummy That That is, is, if this
1: is protein, it's essentially tasteless. It's just a protein supplement. Exactly. I could put this in a smoothie
2: or something. I'm telling you. yep. And they'll be making all kinds of stuff out of it. And by the way, it is the,
0: the, the. Okay. Here's where I think he's struggling a little bit with this. He's all on board and now he has to deliver the, the clothes he's delivering the clothes here making of it is severely
2: reducing the the amount of emissions it takes it is it is a innovation Justin. we're doing something incorrectly if we make this switch it's a huge huge uh, intervention um uh well well
1: congratulations how 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 long, how did you first get involved in like caring about things because you're from hollywood you're not supposed to care about anything but yourself i know <laughs> Isn't that the
2: so, isn't that the take on you guys? Yeah, you're right. And look, there's there's some truth to that. Um, here's my here's my thumbnail. I'm 11. There's the ice storms. I'm in Connecticut. It seemed odd and out of place for my childhood. I went to Los Angeles, descended into a bowl of orange smoke because of the smog. Uh, EPA was up and running. Didn't seem to be working. I've been watching those commercials, like you know, the crying
0: Native American in. The cry Native American. And he wasn't even a Native American.
2: in, in, in New York, and uh, sure. give a hoot, don't pollute. And then by the nineties out west, I'm noticing it looks like it they they've done you know they've done some good. And I go, well, there it is, we fixed it. And uh, descended up my own sphincter for another several decades. Or that's a,
0: that's an interesting term. Descended up my own sphincter.
2: Ascended, as the case may be. Sure. I didn't, And to be honest with you, this is the great thing about the MCU. Playing someone who has to solve and deal with existential crises with technology. Mm -hmm. Um, To be able to then translate that and have just a little bit of credibility based on my genuine interest. uh, It just feels like the future. Uh, We have to take a little bit of a break, but stick around, everybody.
0: So when you look at the comments here and, and there's a reason why they have robert downey jr on board look at the comments love rdj got his shit together and made a magical career i really love how the actors who play the avenger are trying to save the world for real i love rdj the dude is generally awesome as far as i'm concerned his past addiction is luckily why he is so awesome nowadays the addiction humbled and blah 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 nanobots without borders is such a subtle and great joke I just fell in love with Robert Downey Jr. all over again. Steven trying to be Tony Stark looks exactly like Doctor Strange. No, he doesn't. RDJ was so pleased with himself when he remembered where they met. Um, I always cared about Robert Downey Jr. It's nice to know he cares about... Do you see what they're doing here? They're they're using Robert It's just wonderful to see Robert again. Uh, it's amazing how Rob made a genuine, genuine, unlikable sociopathic and truly selfless character, some endearing, humorous, and lovable right from the get-go by using all these personality traits was originally written out to make Tony Stark as he was intended to be. I really love how RDJ tries to be really useful to the world. He is an example to follow. Do you see, do you see where all this is going? And is committed to it. I always like to look at people and what their profiles are like. Ian Yen uh, is into the weekend. Jeremy Renner uh, looks like geek television. Natalia looks like this is a, a uh, somebody from Italy. Truly global. So this is Operation Dork Speed because Downey Jr. is a dork. He's a dork. He's always been a dork. He's always played a dork. Even when he was Sherlock Holmes, he was a dork. And Iron Man is kind of a middle-aged dork. Tony Stark is a middle-aged dork. And then you can see on the image, there's, there's Johnny Depp, right? And they're all part of the Brat Pack, and they're all there to get their generation, Gen Xers, on board with this because they have the cultural cachet, and theoretically, some level of um, of trust. But they're also there to... Like, millennials don't watch Stephen Colbert. I don't think they... And, and uh, Gen Zers definitely don't watch Stephen Colbert. Like, they could really give a fuck about Stephen Colbert. But Gen Xers do. And so do... Um, hardcore liberal boomers—they—they—they they, they watch Stephen Colbert, and the idea is for for them to buy in, to buy into this massive culture change. Where here's what'll happen: you're not going to be able to drive a car. That's a car, period. The electric car thing is just a carrot they're dangling. Oh, get an electric car, you'll be fine. Oh no you won't, you won't be able to have that electric car. If you're going to be in a car, you're going to have to have a social privilege to have a car and to travel air travel. Those days they're coming to an end. You know, when you book a flight now, you see how much that flight is impacting the carbon footprint, especially if you're traveling, traveling internationally. And the prices are going to go up, 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 up. So only the, uh, you know, the, the dork matrix sellouts like Robert Downey Jr. will be able to afford flying. That's it, right? There's that. No car, no cows, no complex proteins. When you look at the amino acids that are available for beef, for fish, for chicken, they're not the same. But you're going to get a higher degree of protein and more complex mean That's not how it works in bug world. It's a completely, they may say it's protein, but it's a different amino acid chain. And by the way, bugs and worms have parasites. They're loaded with parasites, over 300 plus parasites that show up in bug and worm world. And that's what they want people to eat because they want to get rid of farming. They want to get rid of cows cows will still exist but it'll only be for people like Robert Downey Jr. and Brad Pitt and George Clooney and all the other people that signed up to sell out a long time ago and now they're they're being told this is where you got to go this is this is your realm of promotion and maybe somewhere deep down inside Downey Jr. thinks that "Ah, maybe this might be a good idea but somehow I really don't think that's true not somebody who's as smart and potentially as um, switched on potentially as Robert Downey jr. So this is what's happening. They're calling in the contracts and they plan essentially on eliminating all forms of more complex protein. So people don't have any chi, they don't have any yang, they they don't have muscle growth. They're actually going to, mutate the species if they're allowed to go forward with their bug diet. And they're serious. We all think it's a joke when they say you're going to eat the bugs. No, they're fucking serious. And ever since we had this so-called symbolic meeting between uh, the UN and Klaus Schwab and, you know, signing, uh, you know, the Magna Carta of climate change and accelerating agenda 2030, these people have been showing up in all over media, all over media, mass proliferation. And they're, they're, they're being told what to do. It's either that or shit happens to them. You have a kid, you're in trouble. Um, You have your bank accounts closed. And even worse, if they have incriminating evidence of these people at these, Rituals, parties, orgies, you know, they start starts with orgies. That's, that's like, that's like kid shit. But if they have incriminating evidence on them, it'll come out, right? There's a lot of different things. Um, There's probably even some degree of sympathetic magic. You know, if, if they have a hair follicle or they have semen or they have blood, they could probably work on these people through sympathetic magic and they could fuck their lives up. You know, there are, there are stories about Lady Gaga, go back a long ways, that she, she basically has banned mirrors because of what she sees back at her, in the mirror. Apparently, I don't know if this is the case still, but apparently she has to have somebody in the room with her at night while she sleeps because of the, the demons and the nightmares that she goes through. So these people, well, they hold them up to us as these icons of privilege, creativity, and now obviously social change. They're deeply corrupt and hollow, and they're participating in something that they're being called upon to do. Their their contracts are being, their numbers are being called. Okay, you're on. Here, let me show you um, another example what I'm talking about. We talked about this before, um, but Brad Pitt is now engaged and he has been for a while. Brad Pitt has been engaged in cross-dressing for a while. And there's, you know, there's this theory that um, that Brad is actually a she at birth, which, I don't really know. Could be. Could be. Uh, let me see. Okay, so this is... You just reject all. Thank you. Sorry, Sky News. This is Brad Pitt uh, from the recent movie, Bullet Train. I don't know if it's a remake of the old Bullet Train with Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. But there he is, right? What is he doing? He's being called upon to sell something to the public. He's being called upon to sell what? Unisexuality, cross-dressing, uh, transgenderism. This is This is what's happening. So we are at Operation Dork Speed. And they're using these... Aging Hollywood icons, in some cases, much younger, much, much younger. Um, little Nas X, they use him to sell to the TikTok generation. He's, uh, in fact, Nas X broke on TikTok. Back before he did the duet with Billy Ray Cyrus, who's, who is Miley Cyrus's handler. Has been in in this shit for years. Lil Nas X, he's the he, they have plenty, they have plenty of, of other influencers on TikTok for the Gen Zers. This is for, this isn't for Gen Z. This is barely for the millennials. This is for boomers and Gen Xers. And Brad Pitt, what is he born in 60? I think he's born in 64. So I would say Brad Pitt is like Cusp, Generation Jones, Gen X, I'd probably put it more into Gen X. I think Gen X would identify Brad Pitt more, like as one of their own. Same with Robert Downey Jr. I think Downey Jr. is born in what, 65, maybe? 63, 65, somewhere in there, all early 60s. So they're selling, they're selling the program. That's what they're doing. They're absolutely selling the program and you know what the program is now. It is a massive collision of political change, body change. This is, this is a deep across the board transformational paradigm and they're selling it as the greater good. So I'm going to try to get the, the communitarian posse on one of these days. Because I think as we get into their intention, it begins to dovetail with this whole idea of communitarianism, which is the doing of these things for the greater good. Like, oh, it's so good that you're doing that. And then the community is on board. Like, and you get, you get these kudos. You get, I mean, that's what the social credit score is going to be all about. It's communitarianism that is tractable traceable and surveillable that's exactly what it's about and if you're a nice little member of the community and you eat your bugs um and you have a extremely low carbon footprint and you turn people in and you speak Ill, um, in a uh, uh positively about the state you get you get you might be able to, get to eat a hamburger once a month you might get a hamburger once a month how about that that is your fucking reward and they'll probably tell you that the meat patty you're eating is composed of being uh, of humans because that's the other thing, right? That is the other thing they're starting to do now is they're starting to fucking sell cannibalism. And you think I'm shitting you, but I'm not. They're starting to sell cannibalism. You're starting to see all these things popping up. Well, you know, we have this adverse reaction to the taboo, but somewhere deep down Deep down buried inside of that adverse reaction, we have this almost obscene desire, this passionate curiosity to explore the taboo. So therefore, cannibalism exists within the darker part of our human nature. And we crave it. We secretly crave it. We secretly crave being able to eat one another. That's what they're fucking selling. I'm telling you. You think I'm shitting you. I am not. So if you want meat, you get to eat each other. If you don't want meat, well, eat your fucking bug protein and shut the fuck up. Those are your two options, long pork or worm meal. Doesn't that sound lovely? And you don't think that they're fucking laughing. They are laughing their asses off. They're, they, they're, 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 look, they're basically saying, we are going to turn this realm into such a hell. Such a hell that you cannot believe that you are here and you will beg. You will beg to die. That's what they're planning on. And what they'll do is they will take the underclass and they will promote the underclass. Whatever the underclass is, they will promote them. And the underclass will get privileges, that theoretically hardworking, you know, people have worked assiduously at for a very long time to be able to afford a fucking hamburger, maybe a hamburger meal for their entire family, right? Out the door. Those are out the door. You'll watch other people inside of the system who will get those privileges. And it's just another part of the mindfuck. It's more, it's part of the psychological torture that they are ramping up. And then they know that people are not happy, right? They know they're not happy. Let me let me show you the, the, the Biden video if you haven't seen it. The Biden CGI video. I'm going to see if I can find it here. Give me a second. All right, here we go. This is, first of all, I think this might be CGI. He doesn't fucking blink the whole time. That's an important point. He said, Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. When I first heard that, I heard it in the set. This is, this is the, the, the uh, context that I heard it. It's like he lacked the courage to actually truly run the table. And, have a real insurrection. That's what I'm hearing from Biden. By the way, he doesn't blink fucking once during this entire, what, hour, one minute and 43, 45 second press conference. Not once. It also looks like that's a green screen behind him. Total green screen. Um, Looks like the podium is a green screen. It's even real. Like, is he even real? I don't know. At this point, so this is what's going on. They they are doing everything in their power, and you guys know it, and I know it. Uh, they're doing everything in their power to paint uh, Trump as guilty as charged. Um, they're gonna. They're gonna. Mayor Garland has threatened to try him criminally. I mean, a lot of this stuff is just a lot of sword, you know, sword play. They got the swords out. Uh, But if they decide that they're going to do that, if they go after Trump criminally for this, they're going to have to deal with discovery around a lot of this stuff. And they don't want to do that. This whole January sixth show trial. There's no discovery. There's no cross examination. There's nothing. It's just a show trial, and the whole idea here is to create a sense of demonization of a particular part of the American public, the MAGA crowd, right? The the ultra man, whatever. They just they wanted they want to demonize, and the reason they want to demonize it is because they know that people know that they are being fucked over, that gas prices have been set at an extremely high level because they've shut down pipelines, they've shut down domestic production. Wherever you are with any of this, that's what they've done, right? Everything is much higher, much higher in terms of cost at the grocery. Some, some things are kind of constant. A lot of stuff isn't. You know, like I like a piece of salmon every now and then. And yesterday I went to the market and I bought a about a half a pound of salmon. And normally the salmon, and this is fresh; it wasn't frozen, uh, meaning that they they caught it in Alaska and then they froze it and they brought it to the market. This is actually fresh, uh, so it's a little bit different. But even the the fr- the frozen stuff, I was buying that three years ago for about nine ninety seven a pound at, at the bottom usually topped out at around ten ninety seven a pound, which is fine, whatever. Right. I don't buy the farm raised salmon. I, it's like, no, I don't trust it. it. doesn't look right. Right. A lot of, a lot of times with salmon, they'll add the, the pink dyed shit. So I don't get that yesterday. I think that salmon was about fourteen ninety seven a pound. So I got, I got, a, I got a half a pound and I, I wasn't that much, but I ate it. Right. So, but those prices are going up. And even that salmon, was, which was fresh, was cheaper easily three years. It was cheaper last year. I mean, no, make no mistake about it. And then they're like swapping out the definition of a a recession is. It's, it's total 1984 newspeak. It's more gaslighting. Like all this is part of the attempt to get people really pissed off. Because they want people to crack under this pressure and and so what are they going to do they're going to continue to um truncate reality right make reality smaller and compress reality it's very Saturnian they're going to continue to do this and they're they're going to literally back people into a corner and most people won't do anything. They won't do anything because in all honesty, it's not really a part of our nature to do that. We're, we're I mean, if you live in the United States, this is a cancerian country. I'm sorry. Just, you can fuck around with well they started to sign it in july but they didn't finish it until like august or something so maybe it's a leo country no it's not a leo fucking country it's a cancerian country we never at a high level there is a, a deep deep distrust of participating in foreign wars Deep distrust. Like they basically had to trick us, this country, into participating in two wars, World War One and World War II. They tricked us. Because th- this was a country that was based on more isolationism and, and you know less interventionism. So there's a the cancer defense. It doesn't attack. So that said... Like, until they basically come to your town and, you know, come to your land, your property, your door, most Americans will not do anything. And, and they can't. Number one, it's against our nature. That's, that's number one. Number two, the way the system is set up is that, based on what we've seen, there are deep repercussions for people, depending on where you are, that defend themselves. Like the guy in New York, the bodega guy. I haven't shown the. I don't think I've shown the uh, video, but there was a guy who owns this bodega. Some A lot of you have seen it. Owns this bodega in New York. And it's like a small, it's a closet, really. And you can get like some random shit. Not much selection. If you want to buy a razor, they have one razor wanted to buy one shaving cream they'd have one shaving cream if you wanted to buy coffee they'd probably have instant coffee if you wanted to buy uh milk they may have instant creamer you know i mean if they have a refrigerator they may have a little bit of stuff but that's what a bodega is like kind of one of everything and usually not the best thing so they're maximizing their their minimal space with kind of maximal product output Anyway, this guy is his bodega, and apparently, uh, some some woman um, didn't have enough money to make a purchase, and they wouldn't sell it to her. I've talked about this before. She sent her boyfriend in there, and this guy—I think this guy's wife—is behind a plexiglass, you know, window. We never used to have those, by the way, but we do now, Uh, and he's sitting in the small space in front, like the little closet where you can buy your single item shit. And he's older. He looks like he's probably Latino, maybe Puerto Rican, maybe Cuban. I don't know. And the woman's boyfriend, I'm not to call her woman girl's boyfriend shows up and decides to hassle him and starts kind of beating on the guy. And, and I've talked about this before. He, he fucking takes out a knife and he, and he kills him. What, what do you expect? You're there. You're threatening him. You're in his space. You could kill the guy. And so what happens to him? He's charged with manslaughter. Uh, Apparently, there's this guy, Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor of New York. Some dude tried to stab him. They arrested him. He's let out the next day. Do you see what's going on here? I mean, they have wired this thing up so that even if you attempt, depending on where you are, to defend your property, your property rights against an aggressor, who's going to come out on top of that? I was uh, watching Jason Whitlock yesterday, and he had his buddy, uh, this guy Troy, who I act, I like. He I like Troy. Troy is Jason's tailor, and they've known each other since Jason was in Kansas City, and they they used to they used to party. Jason was a party dog. They'd go to strip clubs. He drank. You know, who knows what else he did. And his thing was like, you know, picking up on women and, you know, living the life. He's not that anymore. He's a 180. He's a Christian guy. He's lost a ton of weight. Anyway, Troy's on the show and Troy is his tailor. And he talks about life in California. He's got a restaurant apparently in California amongst his like tailor business. He's like tailored to the stars. He does stuff for Mike Tyson and all these other people. And uh, he was robbed twice in the past five weeks at his restaurant. Got it on videotape and everything. Everything. I think they may even got their license plate or something. They sent it to the cops. You know what the cops said? We can't do anything unless we're there and we see them do it. There's nothing we can do. Do you see what's being set up here? And it all started when cities like Portland and Seattle and San Francisco, we'll use those three, decided to turn their streets over to the homeless. They just said, okay, we're we're going to let this happen. It will be a symbol of degradation, desecration. You're going to have to live with it. It's going to be in your face every day. And we're going to give them privilege. They can camp anywhere. They can shit anywhere. They can get free drugs. Hell, we'll even give them a stipend. And if they're arrested, eh, we'll just toss them back out. That's where it all started. And it escalated rather quickly. And this is where we are now. So Operation Dork Speed. They're using the dorks to sell the soft version of this communitarian nightmare. And you have people like the Dutch farmers who are, we're in a, we're in a global conflict right now. And, you know, we're, we're, we're really not just fighting for our physical lives, because if, if we are going to be forced to, um, you know, have a choice between, bug and worm protein or human protein that's not a great outcome not only does it affect us physically but it affects us spiritually so we're in a spiritual war this is a total spiritual war and there are things that you have to do in order to get through this spiritual war you, you, you have to have the armor of God and you have to live your life to the best of your ability in accordance with what I would call divine principles. And it's not that hard. We all have our blind spots. We all have our weak, our weak points we have to work on. But if you develop a few things, it's easier to get through something. You have, you have to develop some degree of character. And, you know, that's something that I've been, you know, working on for a long time. You, you know, there was a period of my life where I was like, I went through a do as thou will period, like in the 90s. It was like, fuck it. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want. It was interesting, but ultimately led me into some pretty dark places. And I've been doing my best to kind of, you know, climb this mountain since the 90s with a few little stops along the way. Um, but really, in the last, I'd say, three years, for make we'll call it four years it's around 2018 you know i decided to make significant changes to my life um both from like things like what i put in my body to even what i put in my spirit it's drastically changed than what i was or who i was even in like parts of the 2010s it's drastically changed and so this is what you can do to develop these things. And I'm clearly not here to, you know, you know preach my gospel is what you should do. But I feel like that there's a there there. And when you do that, like Mark, for instance, Mark Malone, bring him up. Mark Malone. I can show you a picture of Mark and his band from England. That's a different version of Mark. I can tell you that right now. It's like, it's much darker. Um, he, he's, he's, you know, he's in, you know, kind of a, you know, he wouldn't say this, but he's, he's in kind of a Crowley-esque new metal territory. You just look at him and he's completely different. And he's made these lifestyle choices and changes along the way. And, you know, I was, I you know, I got a phone call from him when he was, literally dealing with the devil in Northern Arizona. And I, you know, did a little something for him and tried to help him. But ultimately it was his relationship with, you know, God, the most high, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call this uh, profound cosmic organizing principle that exists in the real universe. He reached out to that. And that which he reached out to, reached back to him and said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you. And look at him now. he's, he's and, there, and there are always tests along the way too. But he's doing great. He's doing tremendous. And I'm just using his, because it's a recent example. I go back and listen to the show. Last Friday, great show. Over on the YouTube side of things. So there are things you can do And there are things that you must do. There are things that you must do. And what I attempt to do here on a daily basis is help you clarify some of those things. Like yesterday, we talked about Tylenol, acetaminophen. And now they're saying that Tylenol is one of the reasons why women are having miscarriages. Have you seen that? Like this is the weird world, the weird, like, informational data dense world we're living in where we're looking at acetaminophen and the original studies which showed that yeah it removes pain but it also robs you of your empathy now they're saying well guess what tylenol causes, and maybe it does maybe that's another effect of it maybe it does cause a miscarriage possibly But there are a few other things that uh, cause it as well as we've seen over the last um, few months, right, last year, year and a half. The receipts are in. So there are things you can do. Stop taking Tylenol. That's number one. Like if you have Tylenol, get rid of it. Find something else. CBD, Kratom, regular old aspirin yoga, whatever, like find something else. That's a simple thing. There are other things you can do too. There are other things as well. And I'm hoping that we have a resurgence of, of men in, uh, in this whole scenario and that uh, men can break the programming and break the dark negative frequency that I think has really impacted men in a deleterious fashion and it's been interesting being a man in this lifetime for sure because i've always straddled this fence of like being in the world of sports and played a lot of sports sports culture you know like a lot of male stuff and um but then i have this other side too which is like the esoteric side the astrological side you know i was you know, dabbled in poetry when I was young and shit like that. Right. So it's been interesting, you know, bridging these forces together, you know, in this lifetime. And it's ultimately, you know, that's, you know, my responsibility, my mission, my code is to be able to do this in a way and in, you know, in my way to the best of my ability, you know, I'm not, I'm not some other dude and you're not me. But we all at some level have to have this anchor and this foundation so that we can get stronger or the people around us can get stronger um, as a result of it. Women have their own thing too. I don't want to take it away from women. They have their own mission, and that's to shed the yoke of this fucking cancerous feminism. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. And you know, if, if a woman wants to work, that's fine. I don't have a problem with women working and finding themselves or doing any of the things that theoretically they may be drawn to. I don't really have an issue with that. What I have an issue with is the ideology that is promoted with it. That, that's the issue. It's the ideology. It's like, okay, we're going to do this because you got to be a man, not be the best woman you could be, but be the best man you can be because you got to compete. Therefore, take some more time. I'll get rid of your empathy. All right. Let me show you this. This is crazy. Uh, And this is, this is the, literally it is the lower realm of the dork operation dork speed. It is the lower realm. It gets, and when I say lower realm, it's so, symbolic. We're talking symbolic here. I have to do something. Give me one second. Okay. All right, here it is. This is, this is crazy. This is where we are, Operation Dork Speed. We are down in the south node in Scorpio. And this is real. This is not a fake video. Check this out. Let me make sure I have the right connections here. All right. Get ready. This is unlike any subway ride you've ever seen.
3: free that mean i ain't gotta wear bu full cheap and i'm s i n g l e is y'all fight hanging not the window with my wretched is friends. free i'm lr full e free that means i ain't gotta wear bu full cheap and i'm s i n g l e Skin. y'all i hanging not the window with my wretched ass is free Jeep to the to the You can me
0: Okay, so there's a guy in here who's a dwarf. Have you seen the dwarf?
3: They got a, they got a puppy. They're a dwarf.
0: Okay. I swear to God, this is not. This is not a video for promoting whatever whatever booze they're drinking. This is happening on the New York subway.
3: He say, yeah, be living fast,
0: nah. So they got a crash test oh, dummy in here too, apparently.
3: Uh, uh, let Woo! Woo! Hey! Oh, God. I'm L R
0: Do you see it right back here? Look at this. So there's a crash test dummy in there. Like, what the fuck? You see him?
3: got a word about no fuck, nigga, And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E king uh-huh. Y'all by hanging out the window with my wretched ass friends. I'm L-R-E-E, fuck, nigga, free. Four. That means I ain't got a word about no fuck, nigga, And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E king uh-huh. Y'all by hanging out the window with my wretched ass friends. free
0: It's like some kind of like weird flash mob performance art, but it's it's also Operation Dork Speed. That's what's happening. It, it it might look a little humorous, strangely creative, but this does not bode well for uh, the quote unquote human species. Keep in mind, they've been doing uh, nuclear nuclear bomb drills in New York City. And even their illustrious mayor, Eric Adams, has said, you better get a go bag together in case you have to evacuate. Keep that in mind. All right, I'm out here for today. It's a little humor, a little dark humor, but still Operation Dork Speed, as above, so below, right? There you go. I'll be back tomorrow. Use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart to see what's possible. By the way, if you're watching or listening on the podcast side of things, I'll leave a link to the video in the description of the show. All right, take care. Bye for now.